East Coast Creepin' contains graphic and explicit content, which may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Good day, and welcome to our podcast, East Coast Creepin'. I'm Linda. I'm Lorraine. And I'm Leslie. We're three sisters from the Baltimore, Maryland area. Each week, Leslie will give her reaction to the true crime and paranormal stories that Lorraine and I tell from up and down the East Coast. As a reminder, we do not have a background in criminal justice, criminal investigation, medicine, or psychology. This is all for informative purposes. Damn. I wanted to tell you the story about... Because I FaceTimed you and Linda, and you didn't answer me, but Linda did. But I got to cackle while Linda was with a client. Because <laughs> I was telling her. <coughs> uh, wait. What? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was telling her how I had just went and got. Uh, oh, can we not do that right now? Fine. Not now. Later, after recording. Fine. I will tell her afterwards. All I have to say is hello. Oh. <laughs> hello. Welcome to episode 68. <laughs> we are East Coast Creepin'. Yes, we I'm are. I'm Leslie. I'm here. Yeah, we is. We is here. Ho, 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 ho. Uh, yeah, some of them are because the pack that I got was double the colors. So, your son is alive, Leslie. Who? He just Snapchatted me. Oh. Well, you guys got a streak going? Hell yeah. That's messed up. I don't even got a I streak with him. him. Oh. How many it's days? It's so random with him. Let me check real quick. Enough to have a streak. Over going. 10? Yes. Over 20? Yes. Oh my god, this kid! What? <laughs> I like random. I am dedicated. I will literally call him and be like, Aah! and he's like, I already did, you know? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I got this random picture of a baby from a number I don't know, and it's not even a local number, it's like an overseas number. Oh, they got all your information. You better shut down your phone and turn off and change all your passwords. Everything. Yeah. Did like you sim up- swapping. Did you update? What? No, I didn't update. <laughs> what do you mean? Goodbye. iPhone had an update this weekend. Mine doesn't do it the same time everybody else's. Oh. Does. My, no, I mine popped up. Mine too. Mine yeah, popped up mine, last week. Mine staggers. Like, they stagger them because of that. My dad asked me if I did it, and I was like, huh? And he was like, yeah, some big security shit. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I did mine. Go. Well, I didn't click on the picture of the baby. I just saw that I had a message of a picture of a baby because it showed up on my watch. <laughs> Interesting. It gives, it gives you a preview <laughs> of the photo. And it's a number I don't know. Okay. Hello, everybody. Oh, wait. Leslie. Guess where we're going. Oh, shit. Oh. I don't know where we're going. You don't know where we're going? Of course okay. she doesn't. Oh, look. Oh, look. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. not on the East Coast, is Yes, it? it is. Okay. I just didn't write down where he was born. North Carolina. That hit Virginia. No. <laughs> This dork. So neither one. Okay. Where? No. Neither one. <laughs> North Carolina or Virginia. New Jersey. You hit Maryland. I did? Yeah. I can't. I couldn't tell. Mitch. 
It's Maryland. Oh, okay. I don't want right. to do this. I don't like when she does. Okay. Stop it. It scares me. Did I say welcome to episode 68? I think I did. Oh, I don't know. Leslie, talk again. Welcome to our podcast. This is East Coast Creepin'. I'm Leslie. (laughs) (laughs) I can talk louder if need be. Do it again. Hello. My name is... You're good. My name is Karen. What? I'm so very fly. Oh, my... Are you oh, okay, okay over no, there? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it, she, though? It, She's it, scrolling way too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, got it. Okay. Because of my, my, uh, what is it called? Dictation? What was it doing earlier? I don't know. Leslie did hear the name earlier, and I told her, erase it from your memory. And, and she they was, did. Yes, she did. I repeated it. One. But then I deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we are going to talk about a man by the name of Haddon Irving Clark. Clark. Why is all our people got some crazy ass names? H-A-D-D-E-N. This is how you know none of us could be a murderer. Irving Clark. Look, I I have been in the process. With the E? Clark? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, yeah. Look at an E at the end. Oh, no, 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 no. I've been in the process with my mom to... Oh, um, ow, bitch. How did you manage? I don't know. Just <laughs> to find a middle name for myself. Am I going to actually change my name? No. But I'm going to find myself a middle name. I wanted to do that. I went through, I, I was on the phone with her one day, probably for a good half hour. And we were going through, like, um, <laughs> family members' names. No, we were going through, like, a list of names on Pinterest. So I just kept pulling up, like, baby names and so- all that stuff. She was like, how about look up names that mean uh, chaos? I was like, all right, all right, I got this, I got this. And then she was like, or mountains or forest. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, we settled on, I think, like six. Damn. I was thinking like Esther. Because that was my confirmation name. I was going to say, that's already your name, though. No. So, not legally. You, but it's Lel. <laughs> Lel. There's an S at the end. Oh. No, I don't give a shit about that. Oh, that's all right. That's okay, because my kids are going to have my last name anyway. I don't think that's nice either. It was a compromise. It's going to be... This is awkward. Can we go on with this, man? (laughs) All righty, then. So, Haddon was born on July 31st, 1952, to the parents Haddon Sr. Oh, wait. He's Irving Clark Jr. I didn't write that in there. (laughs) <laughs> let me let me put that in there really quick. <laughs> okay. Uh he was born to Haddon Senior and Flavia. 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 F L A V I A. And Haddon Senior. Born July thirty first, nineteen fifty two. Correct. <laughs> I love uh, her. He is the second oldest of four. He has two brothers and a sister. His parents themselves did come from well-off families, and his dad was a scientist who helped create plastic wrap and fire-resistant carpet. Oh. Yeah. Unfortunately, which this is where the bad life comes into play, the dad was contracted for these things. So he could not receive royalties on this. He only got the money for working on the project. And then even though it hit big, he couldn't collect anything off of it whatsoever. Yeah. 
because the dad had felt like he had become such a failure with that happening, he became a heavy drinker, so he was an alcoholic. The mom was also an alcoholic, and I felt like she had a pretty decent job as well. I don't have it written down, but I just have that the mom was an alcoholic. (laughs) Before Haddon was born, both parents had actually wanted a girl. They obviously had a boy first, and then when Haddon was born, they had really, really wanted a girl, and it ended up being a boy again. So it said that... When they, when the mom was pregnant with Haddon, they had actually picked out the name Christine mm-hmm. because they 100% were sure that they were going to have a girl. And then they had Haddon. And they're like, damn, that's unfortunate. Um, if they hadn't have had him, <laughs> he would have been Christine. <laughs> Why? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. When he got just a little bit older, I don't even want to say that it was too much older. He was still pretty young. Uh, The mom would, when she would go on her drinking binges, would end up dressing him up like a little girl and calling him Christine. Oh, here we go. And while he was little, the dad, when he was on his drinking fits, the dad would just randomly start beating Haddon. Uh, would even, like, for no reason. He didn't do have to do anything at all. Like, Haddon would go take a shower, and the dad would just wait for Haddon to come out of the shower and just start beating him with a belt. Like, absolutely no reason whatsoever. They knew that Haddon had issues with speech and everything, mm-hmm. The and he was really, what is it called? Unbalanced. Like, couldn't walk straight had a lot of issues so the mom decided to take him to Yale University oh wait he was born in Connecticut we're starting this off in Connecticut I I do have to put that out there because there's a little bit of traveling okay but the mom decided to take him to Yale University to have him looked over and the doctor there said that he had cerebral palsy and mild brain damage and the mom actually associates the brain damage to when he was born the doctors used forceps to pull him out. Oh, yeah. And so she said that it was the doctor's fault. She also says that later on in his life, but we'll get there. Later on in his life. <laughs> it's a thing, though. Well, that, yeah, that's why they got all those commercials about it. Mm-hmm. It's pesos. Oh yeah, basically. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> if you or someone you know have been injured, right? call. Vaginal mesh. Oh, anyway. Um, so then after he was like diagnosed with that and everything, the dad. OK, so this is what the dad called him. But after he was diagnosed, even though there was, from what the doctor said, issues with him, the dad finding this out just started calling him retard. So instead of calling him by his name, he would just be like a hey, retard. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that's that's how he was. Um, yeah, that that. That's what his dad was doing on him. He wasn't really that nice of a guy, honestly. Obviously. Like I said, Haddon had cognitive issues. So when he was in the first and second grade, he could not form full sentences. He couldn't walk on patterned carpet because it would throw him off. And his parents ended up putting him in a type of boarding school that would help him with his learning disabilities. Well, at least... Yeah, I'm not even going to, because maybe that goes all wrong, too. So I'm not even going to be like, at least they did that. Who did that? (laughs) That's right. 
And, yeah, he he was like, I don't want to say that I get, well, yeah, boarding school because he was living there. But I think that it might have been close enough to the house mm-hmm. to where they were living. Like almost like a charter school. Yeah, something like that. It said that he still had so many issues with walking that the mom. So there there were some things that said that the parents didn't do anything to help him. But I, again, I read that he was in the schools to help him better with his learning disabilities, and he was there till he was about 14. But because he was having so many issues walking and being stable, that the mom would actually wrap his head in bubble wrap and then just kind of let him walk around. What the fuck? Yeah, so that way he wouldn't harm himself while walking. Could you imagine? Was she being malicious about it? I don't know. Because was it was she like literally she just like I want you to kind of walk around. Here's some bubble wrap. Yeah, like they they she it said that she would wrap him like his head only his head like it wasn't his full body it was like his head so that way he's like when he's falling over he's not hitting it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he was wearing a helmet, but I don't think bubble wrap or they said and some of the things said that his head was like fully wrapped in tape. Sometimes that and hey. that she would let him walk around like that so that way he wouldn't harm himself. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't got my feelers out enough yet. Yeah, that. But again, like with that being said, like she wanted him to be a girl, right? And she was an alcoholic, so it's not like she was all there with him anyway. Yeah, and he was just a bit more for her to take care of. So I don't know. Like I don't know. She just didn't know how to take. How far apart are the kids in age? I don't think that they're by much. Okay. Like, I mean, there's a few years, but it's not like a great distance in between each of them. But again, they did eventually have their girl. Yeah. I don't know. Haddon was bullied, but he also became violent towards others. So even though he had a very childlike demeanor, Mm -hmm. um, if somebody did him wrong, he 100% got his revenge. Well, yeah, because he's frustrated. So like if somebody ended up bullying Haddon, he would take the family pet. So the person that bullied him, he would take their family pet. He would end up torturing, killing the animal, and then leaving it on their doorstep. Oh, my God. This is as a child into his, like, adolescence. Yep. And then there was a time that him and his brother were learning how to ride bikes, and they were riding bikes outside with each other. I want to say this may have been, like, his early teens, like, not yet teens, so preteen, early teen Mm -hmm. era. But he was riding bikes with his brother, got a hold of his brother's handlebars and like rammed into his brother's bike with his bike. And so the brother, I think they said like flipped over the handlebars of the bike flipped over itself and he landed on the concrete cement, whatever, and was like bleeding really bad out of his head. So Haddon went into the house to tell his mom, I think it was his brother, Jeffrey, So Haddon, and I think Jeffrey was a younger brother, but Haddon went into the house to tell his mom. and was like, oh, uh, Jeffrey fell off the bike, but it's okay. The bike's okay, and he's not hurt. And so he just didn't even say anything. I think eventually they went out. That he was bleeding? Yeah, he was, like, bleeding from his head. Yeah, no, he just kind of acted like it wasn't that bad. Like, it was just like, oh, he fell off, and that's okay. He never said that he had done it. But the brother, the brother ended, like, giving recounts of it later on. Yeah. Okay, so he lived. Yeah, he definitely, yeah, he lived. Uh, He, it was said that Haddon actually did like animals, and he would take care of injured ones that he found. Mm-hmm. He act, at the house, he had a kind of hospital for them, and there, there was, 
this one that they had made note of because he was very fond of it. And he found an injured raccoon and he had actually nursed it back to health so well that he ended up uh, training it to sit on his shoulder. So while Aww. he's yeah, so while he's riding around on his bike and stuff like that, That's the so raccoon funny. would actually ride around with him on his shoulder or sit on top of his head and just kind of go around the neighborhood with him. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cute. The animals didn't always survive at his hospital, but it wasn't for his lack of trying. Yeah. It was more like their the injuries, injuries were so serious or he just didn't have the medical i guess means to help them along and like i was saying because the dad was a contractor and doing all of these things the it they moved around quite a bit so they were in connecticut when he was born they ended up in warren township new jersey new cannon connecticut and it, during his teenage years they settled in yardley pennsylvania uh, with the moving around and they had decided to mainstream had in by the time he was 14 he ended up not graduating until i think it was a month before his 20th birthday oh geez yeah during his teenage years his parents had his grandparents had retired at a house in massachusetts i think it said that his grandfather was a mayor in new jersey or new york for a while and so they had this nice house eight acres Massachusetts, where the kids would go every summer and hang out for almost the whole summer. Uh, sometimes they would send them up for a couple of days. Sometimes they would send them up for weeks or the whole summer. And that was Haddon's, like, safe place. He loved going there. His younger brother talks about it and said that, you know, that was what Haddon considered his special place. And he was like, we were allowed to play in the woods. We could go do whatever we wanted. We, He was like, we all loved it. It was like away from the abuse of home, away from the fighting of our parents. Like, mm-hmm. it was where we could go and just be kids. Be, yeah. yeah. So Haddon really loved being there. During his teenage years, though, the neighbors would hire him to cut grass so i believe back at home he would cut grass for his neighbors and everything but one lady that had hired him had said that she hired him he came over to cut grass she left to go do things for the day but when she came back home she had actually found him in her house wearing one of her nightgowns in her bedroom and she kind of like freaked out was like what are you doing and he was like um yeah. I don't think she he ever got charged for any of that, but I'm pretty sure that he ended up not working for her anymore. And around that same time, he started stealing his mom's clothes and his sister's dolls. How old was he? I want to say this is still around the age of 14, like 14, 15 years old. So it, mm-hmm. it just said teenage years. It didn't give a specific time, but it was like all throughout that time. His parents did find him at home wearing like uh, women's clothes, women's underwear. But I mean... They were dressing him yeah, up yeah. as a child yeah, anyway, that's what I was so say. I don't know why they find it weird that he was doing that, because yeah. they were doing it to him, so they it was something of, that he's used to. Yeah, I was going to say, they made it like a norm for him. Yeah. During his teenage years, his grandfather ended up passing away, and not too long afterwards, the grandmother's health started declining, so she had to go into a nursing home. Uh-oh. Uh, the family ended up selling the grandfather's estate, and so Haddon no longer had his safe space to go to anymore. Yep. Uh, like I said, at age 14, Haddon was mainstreamed to regular school, and he had a lot of issues there. But again, he didn't graduate till he was almost 20. 
after, like right after he had graduated high school, he ended up going into culinary school. So this is 1972. He ends up going to culinary school and he studied at Culinary Institute of America in New York. Sounds fancy. Apparently he did really good in school, but he would get mad at his classmates. And I think right before graduation, he was so pissed off at his classmates that he peed in the mashed potatoes and then served it to them. Oh, oh God. God. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And during his culinary schooling, he ends up becoming obsessed with knives. I can imagine. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, oh, no. He took a butcher knife to someone. <sighs> I don't know. Between 1974 and 1982... He is fired from 14 different cooking jobs. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, he would get fired for odd reasons. I think, like, one of them, they said that he was drinking, like, blood from one of the animals that they were using. Like, it, they, he just kind of, like, drank it out of whatever it was. Like, yeah. What? So they would be like, oh, and he'd be like, oh, and he'd just start drinking the blood that was left over. I don't know. I hate yeah. Marcia. But so it was just different things like that, like odd things that he would do within the workplace. Ew. (laughs) Ew, don't tell Jonathan. Jonathan loves Morcia. Oh, God, Mm -mm. so gross. Mm -mm. I'm sure my dad will say something later. Yeah, I know. Because Jonathan gives my dad Dinaguan, which is like the Filipino version of blood pudding. And then whenever dad has Morcia, he gives him the Jonathan. So, ugh. Yeah, no. Anyway. He did get hired to do ice sculpting because apparently he was bad as fuck while doing, or... Badass. He was was badass at doing ice sculpting (laughs) and was actually hired to do it for the Olympics during the Winter Olympics. Oh, Oh, shit. Yeah, Yeah, so he was hired to do it during the 80s to do ice sculpting. Yeah. I I, I was like, that's like so random. (laughs) Like, it's so random that he was able to do that. But yeah, so... Yeah. Is there pictures of an ice sculpture? You know, I found, I, I didn't actually look it up, but I assume that you would be able to see it if it would say that it's by right. him. I'm not 100% anymore just because he is on our podcast, which means that he did something wrong. So I don't know if they would necessarily say that he was the one that did it. True. But yeah, I don't know. So in 1982, his parents end up divorcing and hadn't moved in with his mother. His mom had caught him stealing some things from her, and when she confronted him, he just started beating the mess out of her. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Around the same time, I'm not exactly sure when, but the dad ends up dying from cancer. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All that plastic. So then, what does this guy do? Can we all guess? Because, you know, it's my favorite type of people. Digs up his grave. No. He buried what him. What does he do for work? He's a mortician. No. Oh. Tattoo he em- artist. He gets employed by the Navy. Oh, oh seamen. Jesus. <laughs> you are an idiot. Military people. Armed forces. Yeah. Dumbass. But he only ends up being a below deck cook. I mean, which isn't bad. I'm not saying anything yeah, against that. Yeah, he went that, to culinary school. Yeah, so he, he's a cook for them. Apparently, he ends up having... Well, he gets beaten while he works there because even though he's wearing uniform, he decides to wear women's underwear. So I think, I believe they said, like, frilly underwear. And his 
the the people that were there with him, what do they call them? Whatever. Doesn't matter right now. We'll think about they're it later. Their mates. Sure. They're they're sure his coworkers, whatever. Uh they don't agree with it. They don't understand it. So apparently they would beat him. It said that at one time they had like bashed his head into a wall and he blacked out and that's when he says all of his problems started i highly doubt that's when your problems started sir <laughs> started anyway. 20 years ago yeah. yeah he said that he blacked out and that's when his blackout started but yeah so he, that he was teased uh i think they said that maybe one time he was left in like a three a freezer or the refrigerator like locked in the refrigerator for three hours at one time what the fuck? it was just different things that they did to kind of Bully him. That's what we're going to say. Bully. He, on June 22nd, 1985, he was discharged from the Navy and diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Here we go. So that happens. And then... Why did they let him into the Navy in the first place? Like, didn't he already have... Well, even though he had a lot of issues with keeping a job as a cook, he was a very good cook. Yeah, but but he was diagnosis when he was younger. I guess because he wasn't actually enlisted. Does that make sense? Well, not even that. So there are a lot of people who have um, CP when they are younger, and by going through therapy and doing like leg braces yeah, and stuff like that. But did he have that, brain trauma? Supposedly. I don't know. Maybe back in the day, it was like okay. I don't. Know. I don't know. Because the CP would have been what was caused from the brain trauma and if he was able to like start walking and like be slightly normal equilibrium it's right. not really something that's gonna stop them okay. from all right they're not gonna put you like in a plane yeah they're not gonna right. let you be a yeah air but. force but you go and cook from they'll take you <laughs> <laughs> i guess so then in 1986 he moves in with his brother, uh, Jeffrey, which lives in Montgomery County, Maryland. So he moves in with his brother, right? And his brother is already seeing issues. He starts causing problems within the house. His brother starts feeling uncomfortable. His brother is going through a divorce. It was a messy divorce. So he he's living in this house in Montgomery County. And his brother has... Three children. So I believe it's two boys, one girl. And he's... I don't want to say it like this, but I mean, it's he's a weekend dad. He has them Friday to Sunday. So mm-hmm. he gets them Friday afternoons, takes them back Sundays, because uh, they stay with the mom and go to school during the week okay. with the mother. So Joint custody. Yes. So I believe the dad has them not every weekend, but for a good portion with the kids living there, he does end up causing issues. And eventually, his brother asked him to move out because Haddon was caught masturbating in front of one of the boys and the little girl. What, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, and so his brother was like, we're done here. You can't live here anymore. You don't do that. We don't do that. That's not something that we do. You're gone. So Haddon was pissed. Why? You don't kick him out. He felt like he had been wronged. <laughs> okay. Maybe you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, no, I 100% <laughs> agree with you. Yeah, I I don't think that that was right at all. Yeah, no. 
Haddon is pissed off about everything that's going on with his brother. Apparently, the daughter had made a remark earlier on in the day. Haddon is clearing out his stuff from his brother's house. The the daughter, he says, had made a comment to him, called him a name or something. So Haddon's already pissed off. He's in his brother's house clearing out his stuff, which I, he had one of the bedrooms upstairs. As he's clearing out the stuff in the house, a little girl comes over and knocks on the door. Her name is Michelle Dorr. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's six years old. She comes over, and she is there on the weekends as well. This is Memorial Day weekend 1986 so may 31st 1986 and she is with her father for the weekend because her parents are also going through a divorce so her dad has her that weekend she's supposed to be playing in her backyard but she gets bored and goes to visit her friend Mm -hmm. and the little girl well haddon's niece's name is elizabeth Mm -hmm. so michelle goes to see if elizabeth is home and even though he's the only one in the house He lies to Michelle and tells her, yeah, she's just right upstairs. You want to go run upstairs and go get her? You know, I'll show you where she is. Michelle goes to run upstairs and Haddon follows her into his bedroom and slices her in the back with one of his carving knives. What the shit? And they said that it was like almost like if you were what he describes it is that it was like or what they say. It's like. Zoro making a Z. He just kind of goes swipe, swipe, swipe to her back. And then after he does that, she doesn't even have time to scream. He kind of jumps on top of her and slits her throat. And I guess we can kind of get into this later as well, but it was basically he was just pissed off at what his niece had done. So this was like his revenge getting back at his niece. So he's getting her best friend. This is like the family pets like he used to do when he yeah, was younger. Exactly. That's exactly. So so he did that, and then he attempts to have sex with Michelle's body, and I guess there was just so much blood everywhere that he just couldn't bring himself to do it. So then he leaves her body in his bedroom. He runs to his truck, gets all of his all these towels, cloths, all that stuff, gets like a bucket, and he scrubs down the whole bedroom. So there's absolutely no evidence that what? she was there. Yeah, he gets uh, plastic bags. What did he do with the body? So from what he said, I believe that I'm not 100%. Like, I know that he put her body inside of one of the plastic bags. Right. I think what one of his recounts said that he took her to the basement and drained her in, like, a drain down there. So, like, drained the rest of her Mm -hmm. blood in there. Put her in a bag, then put her in his truck. And put all the other bags with all the bloody stuff in his truck as well. And he realized that he had to be at work in like a half hour, 36 minutes or some Mm -hmm. shit like that. So he just leaves her in the truck, goes off to work, and then continues to just work until midnight. Wow. Um, After that happens, Michelle's dad realizes that she's no longer in the backyard playing in the pool. So Michelle's dad said that he had heard voices earlier on. And so he thought that she was still playing outside. Like, he heard little kids' voices Mm -hmm. outside and stuff. So he didn't go to check on her from different things, different interviews that he has said. He was like, the Indy 500 was on. So I knew she was out back in the backyard playing in the pool. I didn't think anything of it. You know, I was watching the races. It was a lazy day. Like, we had a game plan for the day. We were supposed to go swimming somewhere else later on. 
So when he went to go look for her, saw that she wasn't there, saw that his neighbor's kids were home, that was about 4 o'clock or 4.30, saw that the neighbor's kids were home. So he was like, oh, well, since she's not in the backyard, she probably went to go over to their house to go play with Elizabeth. I'll go grab her for dinner. 5.30 comes around, goes over to the house, asks them, hey, you know, is Michelle here? And they're like, no, we've been home. Like, we've been gone all day, so we haven't seen her at all. And the dad's like, wait, what? Yeah. So as soon as he hears that, I think his name's Carl. Mm-hmm. Goes to the police station. So he goes over to Jeffrey's house around 5.30, and Jeffrey says that she hasn't been seen by them all day. Uh, So Carl ends up going to the police station and files a missing persons report about 6.30. And immediately, the police start looking at Carl. Like, they're like, no, it has to be him. When they, I think they said when they called the mom, so Carl's ex-wife. Right. She points the finger at him too and when they look into the divorce hearings and stuff like that apparently she had gotten a restraining order or attempted a restraining order on him because she said that there was one point he had gotten so pissed off that he said that he was going to go to the school abduct her if you know they weren't going to be together nobody else could have his kid like not even her so there was a lot of things that were said so it just made him look like he did Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. They automatically assume that Carl did it. They're pointing the finger at him. They ask him to take a polygraph. They said that he failed the polygraph. So this is over like the span of two weeks that they're doing all of this to him. But when they first pick up Carl and when Carl first puts in the missing persons report, Haddon's at work. Again, like I said, he worked until midnight. Mm -hmm. Her body is still in his truck. Yeah. While he's at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Haddon... So it's cooking in the trunk. Yeah, it's like sitting <laughs> yeah. there. He, Yeah, it's he's a, sitting there. It's Memorial Day weekend. It's cooking in the trunk. Yeah, so he he's at work. He leaves work around like midnight, 1230. And after he leaves work, he said that he's driving down Old Columbia Pike, mm-hmm. sees a spot, pulls over, decides that it's a good enough spot. He has a plan in his head that if somebody stops him, like a cop like comes to the truck and says, what are you doing? Like his thought is like, oh, I'll tell him that I really had to go bathroom. I just got off work and that I couldn't hold it any longer. He drags the bag with her body and all this stuff and buries it off the side of the road on Old Columbia Pike. So mm-hmm. he digs this hole he said at one point that he had actually taken a bite out of her body um, to try and taste her flesh, and then he buried her there. What is up with you? I don't know, okay? I don't know. The next day, the police talk to people in the neighborhood, and Haddon becomes a suspect and is questioned by the police, but... What ends up happening because of the father having so much guilt of leaving his daughter alone for so long without checking on her, he lies about the last time that he saw her because he doesn't want to seem so neglectful. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying, I haven't seen her since 1230 and I report her missing at 630, he says, well, the last time I saw her was around 2, 215. Which, oh, so that throws off their whole timeline, so he's at work. Yes, because Haddon, when they're like, well, it couldn't have been him, even though neighbors say that he's weird, he's odd, like, he doesn't, like, he has a little bit of issues, and he's he doesn't seem to be all there. 
Haddon had to be at work. I think he actually ended up clocking in at 246. Mm-hmm. So they were like, that doesn't give him enough time. Like if the dad saw him, last saw her at two o'clock, like right then. Yeah. And even though they're questioning him, so they bring Haddon in and they're looking in all of this stuff. And then they had mentioned, um, they hadn't mentioned Michelle's name. And I think while they're, interrogating him they slide him like a photo of her and says like you know her right and so he just starts bawling his eyes out like Haddon does while he's being interrogated he he's crying he starts like going crazy he said I've done something wrong I think I blacked out and I don't remember what I did uh he has to be excused to the bathroom so they take him to the bathroom and while he's in the stall he's like dry heaving he's getting sick He's crying. He's like, I don't know what I've done. So they slide the picture under the stall again. And they're like, oh, so like you have seen her. You know what happened to her. And then like after a little bit, he like calms down. He goes, I want my lawyer. (gasps) Oh, my God. Yeah. And then they and again, they end up going into it. They look at his time card. They look at the things and they're like there. He just doesn't have the time. Like even though he reacted like this, I think they, they saw that he was paranoid schizophrenic. And so they're like. There's no way. Like, maybe he was just having an episode we're not 100% sure. So they, they suspect him, but all fingers are pointing to the dad. And so in a, after that happens, they continuously look at the dad. I believe that they said that they wiretapped the dad's, like, f- house phone mm-hmm. uh, to see the conversations. And the dad was living with his brother at the time as well uh, because they – he – the – brother was helping him pay but the brother was at work that day so it was only the dad in the house so Mm -hmm. he had nobody there to give him an alibi like it was just him by himself so for two weeks the dad was like going through hallucinations because he couldn't sleep he believed he was jesus and that he could resurrect michelle if he found her body and the cops were like planning all this stuff in his head so he is like oh no i killed her and, like, he even called his ex-wife while he was at the police Jesus station Christ. one day and was like, I killed her. Like, I drowned her. And the mom, like, believed him because of what he was saying. But there were completely different points where the dad ended up being hospitalized mm-hmm. because of uh, psychotic, like, breaks. Yeah. That all happens. And no one ends up being charged with Michelle's disappearance because of the dad having the psychotic episodes and had in not or the timeline not being correct yeah like they they couldn't charge the dad because they weren't sure what was going on he kept saying things and then taking them back and saying other things and taking them back and like again he believed he was jesus at one point and there was this guy like that he said in one interview that he went to the house of his ex-wife to talk to her and there was somebody at the house and he believed that the guy was satan so he told the wife, oh, I'm Jesus, that's Satan, he killed our baby. And then he came back another day and was like, I killed her, she's in the crawl space of my house. But then when they went into the crawl space of his house, obviously her body wasn't there. Yeah. So it was just crazy stuff like that. Case goes cold, nobody's found anything, nobody sees anything, they they find nothing uh, with Michelle. Later on, September 1988, I believe he ends up moving back with, in with his mom during... 88. But in September, his mom ends up confronting him for stealing stuff from her home in Rhode Island. He again gets pissed off because he's confronted about 
doing anything, literally anything that he does, people just, he gets pissed off. So he gets pissed off at his mom, and he ends up knocking her to the ground. He starts kicking her and attempts to run her over with his car. What the fuck? Holy shit. Yeah. The mom ends up pressing charges against him, and he gets one-year probation. The mom then writes a letter to him after he is gone and tells him that I'm not your mother, you are no longer my son, I and you're dead to me. I want nothing to do with you. Right. End of story. Like this it's over between us. Like you are not my child anymore. December nineteen eighty eight, he ends up getting charged with destruction of property. He was living at a house and he was living in the basement of someone's house, renting out the basement and for some reason the landlord had told him that he needed to leave. I'm not, like, I guess things were just going on, again, not feeling comfortable. He was living in someone's house and doing some dumb shit, basically. And because Haddon had gotten pissed off at the fact that the guy had told, like, told him, you need to get out, Haddon had actually booby-trapped the landlord's house. So he had put, I think they said it was a 10-gallon bucket of oil over top of the doors, so that way when you opened up the door the bucket like dumped on top of you what the shit yeah um how he took pieces of dead fish and left them everywhere so like left them in the chimney left them like different places all over the house so the house just reeked this is like those bad pranking videos yes Mm -hmm. and at one point he had ended up actually spray painting the carpets black because he was just pissed at what the dude was telling him So he ended up in December of that year. That was like earlier on in the year. So in December of 1988, he was charged with destruction of property. Yeah, so I don't know how much time he did. He seems to get off a lot on uh, just doing probation. So I feel like maybe he just got probation for that. But yeah, so that one didn't really say he was charged. Let's put it that way. He was charged as far as actually doing time. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. So then the following year, February. So February 1989, apparently Haddon was driving around. And at this point, he's homeless. He's living out of his van. He's, you know, pitching tents wherever he can, uh, just doing whatever he But he's still in Maryland? Yeah. He, yeah, he's just driving around to, like, different areas. So, so wait, was, did his mom move to Maryland, too? Because the last... His brother uh, was in Maryland, right. so he was living with his brother. But, but when I he moved to his, his mom's, they were in Rhode Island for a bit. So he oh, was okay. like bouncing back okay. and forth between. Like he would go to one house, stay there for a little bit, go to another one, stay there, and constantly get kicked out of places. So right, right now he's like still in Maryland. He's homeless in Maryland. He's driving okay. around in different places. I know they said Silver Spring area a lot. It, it was but he at this point in time in his life he is like centralized in maryland okay okay yeah so he's he's homeless he's driving around he has his van i believe he does have a mattress in his van that he's sleeping on like i said when depending on the weather he'll like put up a tent somewhere he'll just try and make do with what he has and i think that they said that he has gone to like different shelters at different points in times just kind of he i i Okay, I may have read this wrong, I, but I feel like they said that he was given, like, a fair amount of money after he was discharged because it was for medical reasons, so that he was given money. He did have money. He just 
couldn't like he he was so volatile that he couldn't keep a home so he did have an account with money in it it's just he couldn't stay in a house because people kept kicking him out so he just kind of ended up being homeless so February 1989, while he's homeless, Haddon is driving around to different churches dressed up as a woman. And he's going in, and I believe he's just finding churches where they're doing, like, church choir. And he goes in and steals the purses of the women that are there and their coats. And he just kind of shoves them in his trunk of his car. So he's going around doing all this stuff. He hits up a couple different churches. And he ends up getting pulled over, not because he's suspected, but I believe uh, because he was speeding. Hmm. So he got caught speeding, and then I think they said that he was acting weird. So they decided to search yeah, his car. They they ended up searching his car. I, I want to say that something was left out. I'm not 100% sure. But that he it, it was just weird enough that they asked him to search his car. And when and he started saying, no, you can't do that. Bull, or like shit went down, whatever. And when they were finally able to search his car, they found all of the purses and purses stuff. that mm-hmm. he stole. And they're like, are these yours? And he's like, yeah, I'm a woman. And they're like, we found wigs. We found coats. We found purses. So they they saw that it was stuff that had been stolen and stuff that obviously didn't belong to him. So they arrested him. They booked him. He was charged. And he only did 45 days in jail. Mm. Yeah. But at that point, it was theft. I want to say they hit him with a charge for over $300 and then another charge with under $300. And he did the 45 days in jail and the rest of it was suspended. So then he did that. He did the 45 days. I think it said that he went kind of quiet. He did get pulled over a lot for speeding. Can't really blame him for that. You know, some <laughs> tests are a little faster than others. Uh huh. Ricky Bobby, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. If you ain't first, you less. <laughs> Just an right. FYI, I told my one friend who was like, "How can she be complaining about speeding? Every all life is about is need for speed." I was like, "Yeah, let me tell you about this girl getting pulled over the other day." <laughs> When was I pulled over? Really? Recently? Yeah. What are you talking about? Miss excessive speeds? Maybe. So that's the point. Anyway. Look. Okay. Pisk. Look. Pisk. Uh, anyway. He reduced her ticket, though. Like, he gave her the lowest amount he could give her, but it was still a lot. <laughs> it could have been reckless endangerment. We'll just put it that way. Jesus Christ. 88, Where were you? 88 and a 55 on 675. <laughs> <laughs> See, I ain't never got caught doing that one. I do that one, but I ain't never got caught. And, and he dropped it down to as much as he could. He was like, I got to charge you, but this is what I'm going to charge you with. I was like, did you tell him you had explosive diarrhea or something? No, he was just like, you were... <sighs> never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I was, and I was like, <sighs> okay. <laughs> he was like, um, I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe you should just become a police officer so then you can go do speeding. No, that's a bad idea. Never mind. Nope. Don't ever th- say, th- don't ever think that. Whoop, whoop. I never said that. <laughs> I'm not. No, I don't. Linda can never be a police officer. I, I would end up being like, well, I wouldn't, okay, I wouldn't be like the last guy that I did. But I would definitely have some issues because I, you know, I'd be on the news. 
because some somebody would mouth off to me and I'd be like, I'm sorry, what? And then <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's what you hit your water bottle so hard. That's, that's what I would do to the person. Oh my god, that was violent. Yeah, because that is a dog didn't come in here and bite you. They would make me mad. Okay. This would be her coworkers, though. This would be other cops. It'd be cop on cop violence in the middle of the precinct because you know they would have her bitch ass in the front doing like filing. <laughs> also, probably true. <laughs> That was like, <laughs> I hate this bullshit. <laughs> I was on, okay, listen, I was on FaceTime yesterday, right? And the person I was on FaceTime with was in the store. And I shifted. And I was like, <sighs> and they're like, what's wrong? What's going on? Are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm okay. I'm just fat. They <laughs> 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 did not have headphones on so apparently the person in front of them heard me say that very loudly turned around looked at the person smiled and then turned back around <laughs> they're like why do you have to be like this <laughs> I don't cause know. we're all like that it's like, I was me? shifting damn it it was a lot okay so I could not I could not do the footwork <laughs> because I constantly be heavy breathing <sighs> that one step up a step but if you constantly did it then you'd be used to it so you wouldn't be doing that so i'm gonna s- call bullshit on your shit no bye I okay. would. anyways he was charged and served 45 days i'm just saying i like to exaggerate when doing things so i will be the heavy breathing no matter what <laughs> if i shifted my seat and go fine 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 yes so he did that he he also he he got pulled over a lot and a story he he got he got them tickets did he do time for them no because it's tickets <laughs> <laughs> all right she's taking this to heart yeah 1992 he ends up being hired by a lady named penny hodling hodling so penny h-o-u-g-h-t-e-l-i-n-g and he's He's hired by her to do gardening work. I believe that he does some other things for people in the neighborhood, but he is hired by her. They end up having a decent relationship together. It's said that he takes on to her like a motherly role, Mm -hmm. and she knows that he's odd, but doesn't think anything else about it. Like She is part of the mental health system, I think, from what she said. So she knew that there were things wrong with him, but did not think that there was something that wrong with mm-hmm. him. Gotta do your research, people, when you hire some people like that. Yeah, say. back then they didn't be doing that, Linda. Mm-mm. Nope, you just pick people up that way. After a while of having him working for her, though, she does notice that some of her underwear, clothes, and her pearls start to go missing in her home. Uh. She doesn't think that it's him, though. I don't well, know. Like she just noticed that he goes missing, but she never really points a finger at him. She never calls the cops. She never like presses charges against him or anything like that. But she does notice that her things are going missing. So I guess maybe at that point she just thinks that she's misplacing them. Okay. Like it's not a. How lot old of is this woman? She's old enough to have a twenty-three-year-old daughter. Okay. And another child that's like twenties, a boy in the twenties. Yeah. Speaking about that 23-year-old daughter, she ends up coming home from school. She comes to live home for a little bit. Her name is Laura, and she is 23 years old. 
Haddon becomes jealous of Lara being home. He's not liking that she's there. Oh, no. I believe in the beginning of October of 1992, he is said to make a few odd purchases, but we will get to that in a minute. And then on October 18th, 1992, Haddon breaks into Penny's home. Mm. Um, A few days prior to that, Penny had told Haddon that she had to leave on a business trip, so she was not going to be home that weekend, I guess, letting him know that she didn't need his services Mm -hmm. or anything, or just letting him know, if you do stop by, I'm not there. Right. So he knows she's not home. He goes into the home. He breaks into the house. He gets a key from the garden shed in the back, I think they said. He breaks into the house, and he knows that Laura is there by herself. He ends up dressing in Penny's clothes, and he's wearing a wig. He forces Laura to undress and to take a bath to cleanse herself. So this is what he considers, I guess, the cleansing ritual. So he makes her take a bath, wash off all of her body, and then he ties her hands and feet together, and they're there for a while. I guess he's just kind of going around the house, he's torturing her, and he does end up stabbing her to death. He does the same thing like he did Michelle. He ends up cleaning the house spotless, packing everything up, and then it said... So she, he brutally murdered her in her bedroom. He ends up leaving. People say that I think the mom came home and notices Laura isn't there. Like she hasn't been able to get a hold of her. And she's wondering where she go, where they went. They filed a missing persons report. And when they did an investigation, like when they start doing a patrol of the area, start asking neighbors like, hey, have you seen this woman? Uh, neighbor says said that they had actually seen Laura leave the house on October 19th mm-hmm. out the front door and said that it looked like she was walking to the bus stop. Because was he dressed like a woman when he left the house? Yeah. He, he was dressed like a woman. Oh. Yeah, because he was in the house dressed like a woman. He was wearing a wig and everything. So then when he left out the front door, nobody even noticed anything. They just thought that it was it's Laura her. leaving the house yeah. to go to school. Yeah. The neighbors say that, so they think that she's just, I guess not run away, but that she's gone off and that something has missing, had happened to her on her travels. Mm-hmm. And Haddon hadn't even become a suspect until, I, I don't know if the son was living there or the son was like coming in and out through there. I don't know how old Penny's son is at this time, but it's said that Penny's son had noticed that Haddon had become more and more distant from the family. He wasn't as close to the mom as usual, wasn't making conversations with her like he normally was, and he started just acting more odd than usual. Right. So that's when he started becoming a suspect, and then when his name was mentioned to investigators, it kind of rang a bell for them, and they started to see like similarities with Michelle and with Laura. They that nobody ended, was home at the time. Yeah, that happened. It, yeah, that like the whole place was clean. There was right. like they just kind of yeah. went missing. When they started canvassing the area, so this is a week later and they ended up canvassing the area and they find a bloody pillowcase uh, I believe in the woods nearby, and there was a fingerprint on that pillowcase. So I think it was a pillow and a pillowcase that were bloody, but they found a fingerprint on the pillowcase itself. And when they checked the bedroom for any forensics, they saw that they had taken different things from the bedroom. And when they looked into the hairbrush, they found that there was a couple different pieces of hair in there, but that there was actually one strand of hair that was synthetic hair. So they knew it was from a wig. And when asked, you know, the mom never wore wigs. 
Laura never wore a wig, so they knew that whoever was wearing the wig was the person who probably had done this right. to mm-hmm. Laura. And then that's when the police start really looking into Haddon, and they had seen that he made some odd purchases. So I believe it was the day after Laura was supposedly seen, Haddon had purchased a queen-size mattress cover. And when they looked into Haddon and the mattress that he had, so the mattress that he had in his car, it wasn't queen size, so they figured that it had to be Laura's. And then they had seen that a couple days or weeks prior, he buys some rope, some tape, and I forget what the last thing was. It was like a braided kind of... But this is after he's already killed her. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah, this is... Well, that's why they start looking into him. Duh. Because you don't start looking into somebody before a murder. No, 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 I mean making the purchases. Yeah, afterwards. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, this is like a week or two after the murder that they start looking into him. No, the purchases purchases happened before. Yes, the purchases happened before. Before when? Before Before he murdered murdered her. That's what I'm asking. Yes, but they start looking into him afterwards. So the purchases that he did... No, shut up. Because the purchases that he did, he actually used a check to buy these things and on the note itself that he used to get the rope the tape and all that stuff said laura on the note fucking idiot wow yeah so it was kind of like (laughs) boom in your face there it is it's like when you venmo someone and you eggplant basically yeah (laughs) (laughs) her face So then when they start seeing that, police get a warrant because they find out that he has a storage unit in Rhode Island. So they get a search warrant for the storage unit in Rhode Island, and they find out then that Hayden likes to... Haddon. Haddon. Haddon likes to Mm cross-dress. So they find all the different clothes. They find the wigs. They find shoes to match the outfits. And everything like that. And as they're looking through everything, they realize that one of the wigs that is in the storage unit actually matches, looks, seems to match the strand of hair that they found in the hairbrush. And later on with forensics, they see that it is a match. So when they get that, they end up having enough evidence to go after him for the missing of Michelle. No, Laura. The disappearance of Laura. Sorry. Michelle's the little one. So they end up getting, they are able to get him for Laura. Obviously, they know at this point that something really bad has happened because they found the bloody pillowcase and they were able to go in and see because he had been arrested previously. So fingerprints and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And the fingerprint on the pillowcase ends up being a match to Haddon as well. Yep. So then he is charged with Laura's murder. He gets convicted. So in 1993, the following year, he goes to trial and he is convicted for Lara's murder and he ends up doing 30 years. He he ends up having to do 30 years, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Mm. We, ain't, we ain't mouthing really well right now. Talking? <laughs> I, I'm on my second round of coffee. We good? <laughs> it's kind of late now. I know, right? right? The story. <laughs> She's going to be FaceTiming us later. Y'all going to see me tonight. <laughs> we ain't going to sleep. <laughs> I wanted to nap after this. So then in 1999, it is said that Haddon ends up confessing to his cellmate, which he believes is Jesus. Oh. 
it, he says this. He comes back later and says that he didn't actually believe he was Jesus. He was just told by his cellmate to say that he was Jesus so that way, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, he could get out of this, this, and this, I guess, like plea insanity or something i don't know i don't know that that's what they were trying to get i I mean he had paranoid schizophrenia so he was already insane yeah not necessarily but But, he could play it up yeah so in 1999 he ends up confessing to his cellmate that he had also killed michelle so he had finally confessed to killing Mm -hmm. michelle he is tried for that and they, I believe that they have enough evidence because they finally go back to the dad. They kind of get things worked out with the timeline. Yeah, so they. He, with, so was the dad in jail at this time? That nobody was ever charged with uh, the murder. Even or, though that he had called his wife and said, "Yeah, I killed her." Yeah, but he had psychotic. He was having yeah, uh, psychotic breaks. Okay. Yeah, at that point, so they couldn't charge him with anything because there was no physical evidence saying that the dad did it. Like they couldn't gotcha. find blood anywhere. Yeah, and I think Linda said that he did that a couple of times. Like he would say it and then take it back, and then mm-hmm. like say something different and take it back. Yeah, like, and when he would say, "Oh, her body's hidden here," they would go, they would look, her body wasn't there. The dad. The dad would say oh, that. I'm like, the dad the dad had said like right, okay, okay. I, yeah, I yeah, put yeah. her body in the crawl space. So they would go look in the crawl space and her body wasn't there. Gotcha. So they're like he's There's something wrong with him. Yeah. He's been watching yeah. too many true crime documentaries. Yeah. And John Wayne Gacy of him. Listen. <laughs> he he had a lot going on and he said between them interrogating him, like they, they would keep him there for like yeah. eight, nine hours at a time and yeah. no food, Stress. stuff like that. Yeah. Which, I mean, at that point, like, especially your ex-wife, like, you constantly going up to her saying all this craziness, but she believes you every single time that you confess to, like, killing your daughter. Like, what do you have learned by that point? Uh, Like, he's just going a bit off the edge and he needs to be hospitalized. Like, I don't know. No, she's probably thinking crazy. Or maybe she don't care because she's ex-wife. Mm-hmm. He's showing up. That's ass. why it smelt like the Bix. Yeah, I'm in here. I keep that. on putting it on my bug bites. I was like sniffing. I was like, it smells good in here. It smells like Vix. And then oh like God. it kind of faded. And then I'm like, <laughs> I feel like my dog. Every time they start itching, I'm putting them on it. I my mom you. said that it works. I'm trying it. It's. I put Vix on everything except for my food. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I put this shit on my cookies. <laughs> except for my food. <laughs> I, I know he did. Yeah. So he ends up he ends up confessing, and the, he does go to trial for her murder, and he ends up getting another thirty years for Michelle, and I believe he got another ten years for theft. The the last name that they gave me wasn't a last name that I saw, but it, it had to be with somebody somewhere. But he stole from somebody, and he ended up getting another 10 years for that. Mm-hmm. So he's doing 70 years at that point. The thing is, is that at this point, they still don't have bodies. They don't have remains or anything like that for either of these people. So he is tried, but they just they don't have bodies. And now the family's like... We just want closure. We want to see, like, uh, he's tried. We got justice. We, you know, we know what happened. He came out and said what he did. We just want the bodies. So then in two, in the year 2000, he ends up telling police officers, look, I'll take you to the bodies. I'll take you to the burial grounds of Michelle and Laura. But when you take me there, I want to be dressed up in women's clothing. And because they want... 
the remains mm-hmm. of these two people. Put him in some Prada. Let's go. They end up giving him <laughs> what he wants. So he does. They do have him. They have a couple officers with him, detectives. They give him the women's clothing. So they gave him, I believe, like a dress, underwear. I can't remember. I think they said a wig or something like that. And he does end up walking them, even though I think he told them, like, for one point, like, the skirt's too small. So he was, like, frustrated with that, but still wore the underwear and everything. So he ended up showing them where the remains were of those two. They said that when they dug up the remains of Michelle, that they knew it was her because the bathing suit was still intact, even though her skeletal remains there. Oh, my gosh. That they saw they were digging, and they saw a little bit of the pink frilliness of the bathing Mm -hmm. suit that she was wearing, so they knew that it was her. Jeez. And then I think that they had done the same thing with Lara that eventually he had taken them to where Lara's body was. And there was something that was just like a telltale that it was her. So they find those bodies. And then I believe he ends up confessing to other murders that he states to police or his cellmate that he had actually started murdering back when he was 14 at his grandfather's house that while he was there for the summers that he had actually ended up killing people and that there were dead bodies in the sand dunes out that way Um, that's crazy but when he took police to those places because of the fact with like the shifting sands and Mm -hmm, all that stuff they weren't actually able to find any bodies there so they couldn't say if he did or didn't actually do murders out there but on December 15th of 2000 Haddon ends up taking police officers to his grandfather's old estate. By this point, we already know that it has been sold. Mm-hmm. But he ends up taking the police to his grandfather's old estate that was back in Massachusetts. And he points them into the direction of a, it said that there was a bucket that was buried there. And when they pulled out the bucket, that it was just a bucket filled of trophies from possible victims that he had. But again, they couldn't like link it to anyone. Yeah. Because for all we know, he could have been out there with a metal detector on the beach, like, so they just stealing stuff from people like he had already done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So they they said that uh, there was a bucket of trophies, but they they couldn't really link it to people. But he said that they were again, he says it. But then he takes it back later, saying that they were trophies from his victims. But then he says later on that they weren't trophies from his victims, that they were just things that he used when he cross-dressed before, Mm -hmm. and that they were just items that he was, that he had, that he ended up burying. Which, now I'm scared of that costume jewelry man that be walking around here, you know? (laughs) Yeah. You already know who I'm talking about. Yeah. (laughs) And the thing is, is like, it it was crazy because... There was, there's a guy who ends up that, that's on YouTube that I was watching who writes to him. Apparently Haddon had like written a letter to this guy saying, oh, woe is me. This is what happened when I was a kid. Like, this is what people did to me, blah, 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 blah. So he said when he was younger up until his teenage years that his parent had, his mom had everybody in cahoots with her. All right. That if he had to go do something, that they would make him dress up like a woman. That if he had to go to the dentist, the only way the dentist would work on him was that if he was dressed like a woman. Or if he had to go to the doctor, he had to be dressed like a woman. Or if he was working and he was a line cook somewhere, that they made him dress in like the... 
white woman's dress kind mm-hmm. of like it, yeah. it was the all white dress that the women wore right because that way they could pay him less because then he was dressed like a woman so they acted like he was a woman be- and Mm-mm. yeah so that's what he said he was like i didn't want to cross dress these people made me cross dress because they were all in it together so they were all making me dress like a woman it's not like i wanted to and i'm like <laughs> um, and and the guy even said he was like you know you can believe him if you want to but if it was just one person that would be one thing he was like but a whole community he's like take yeah. from it what you will and i was like right yeah my guy <laughs> like, yeah that and the fact that like half of these jobs weren't even in the same places as others yeah stuff. so it's just like the How? whole world How? is like like there's How a blimp with the message hold of that all these people. yeah yeah and that's what it was she didn't so. even like you yeah, so it was just like, oh, and that was the other thing, too, because it did say that the daughter and set had many attempts at running away, and when she finally did run away, that she just, like, cut off all contact with the family because that's how bad it was. That's what the youngest yeah. brother ended up saying. He was like, she had run away. She started living her own life, started doing whatever. There goes the daughter you wanted. Yeah, so she, like, did not associate with the family at all. So it was pretty crazy. That's my story. I didn't say that he's dead. Is he? I didn't say that he died. Anywhere. Oh. <laughs> oh, I was going to be like, I think he did. No, because the thing that I had looked at on my phone earlier was someone that Jonathan told me to give to you. Lies. Jonathan told me about, and I was like, oh, I'll give it to Linda. Yeah, no, it doesn't say that he's dead. Anywhere. I'm not dead yet. Maybe I blocked it from my memory. Yeah, no. It says it just says date of arrest November sixth, nineteen ninety two. What was his full name again? Haddon. Irving Clark. No. Junior. Junior. Yeah. Oh no! And of course I Google this homeboy, and he's got a Capitals jersey on. Oh, this is not okay. I thought it was funny when I saw that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> yeah. He. He. Uh, he was something else, man. Yeah. Did you draw a picture of him? Oh, oh yeah. And so, because I didn't want to put this in earlier, but you made him look too nice. Mm-hmm. I did. I didn't want to, and then it started going like that, and then I was like, oh, whatever. Oh, you ready to look at him? Yeah. I just did right now. It's also said that when he was younger, so I guess his early I 20s. I mean, that one's not too far off if he had hair. If he had hair, but he didn't. Uh, he I was going to say, there's hairline. a couple where he has hair. I feel like that receding hairline started pretty early, though. But yeah, so again, uh, that's, that's him on the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he had hair. He looks like Lord Farquaad. Oh, no. <laughs> Doesn't he, though? Yeah. <laughs> but um, so earlier on in his life, I want to say in his 20s, so I think it was before everything happened with Michelle that his his brother had a pretty decent job and so his older brother went out on a date with one of his co-workers and apparently they had been drinking and possibly doing drugs and while they were out his brother uh bashed the date's head into the side of the wall and strangled her and killed her and then the police came and like arrested him and like got him for the murder fuck? yeah so it was pretty crazy but it wasn't like they i guess you could say like the other ones weren't smart they just had a tendency for violence 
And the younger brother, like I said, the the sister was like nowhere to be found after mm-hmm. that, like wanted nothing to do with him. But the, the younger brother, he was going through divorce and everything, but the younger brother actually worked for the FDA for a while. Yeah, so he had, they had like good jobs. I, the The older brother, I can't remember, but he did have a decent job, but it was just like, he ended up doing that and I'm like, <laughs> damn, man got mad. You want some more coffee? No. What is over here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. My coffee. <laughs> some of the rest of the, rest of the ones that I had. That it, was, it was really good. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Episode 68. Yeah, some craziness. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, no, 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 no. You know? So it was... What? Yes, no, yes. Three, three boys and the daughter? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the daughter must have been last then. I think so. Yeah. Save the best for last, and she said deuces. Right. <laughs> like I, I said, she crazy. was she was up and out of there real quick. She didn't. Ain't nobody got time for that. As she should. Mm. What? Mm. He's been getting so whiny lately. I don't know what his issue is. You, you're his issue. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> There was like, Tessa and I were sitting in the living room. He's in the living room with us. He's literally laying on top of her and he's crying. And I'm like, what is his problem? Because like right before he went with her, like I was holding him, whatever. And then like he looked at her and he's like, oh yeah, my aunt Tessa's here. Let me go lay with her. So then he just (laughs) galloped over there and laid with her. But then he starts crying. And I'm like, what is his fucking issue? And then he got upset with us. I'm assuming, and then he just and gets off of her and goes lays in his bed and just and like starts having a fit. I'm like, the fuck is this toddler doing? He's he's a baby. He ain't no baby. He's a baby. He's old now. He's gonna be four, three. He's old. Ain't got no time for his temper tantrums. And then anytime I go to hug Jonathan now, he just be body slamming the shit out of him. It's kind of funny though. <laughs> That's because that kid's home all day with his dad. He's home all day with both of us. No. Yeah. And uh, it's not because he wants Jonathan. He's trying to get Jonathan off of me. So detectives from the Montgomery County Department of Police, 3rd District Investigative Section, are asking for the public's assistance in locating a missing 26-year-old mother and her 8-month-old infant from Silver Spring. The... People missing are Danielle Vines, 26, and Christian Wilson, 8 months old, last seen on Tuesday, August 16th, 2022, in Prince George's County. Uh, Vines is 5'7", 165 pounds, brown eyes, black hair, and Wilson is 20 pounds. Uh, Vines was last seen in a green tank top and gray pants, and Wilson a blue onesie. If anyone with information regarding the whereabouts of Danielle Vines and Christian Wilson is asked to call Montgomery County Police Non-Emergency at 301-279-8000. It is a 24-hour line. Thank you. Thank you. I was looking on Twitter because normally I get notifications all the time about missing people from the area. Mm. My Twitter was lacking today. Well, I mean, that's a good thing. I didn't want anybody missing today. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's not what I meant. She went crazy. Yeah, you saw her face. She's like, oh, oh, that coffee kicked in real quick right there. I just, I don't want 
people thinking that I was hoping. I was just, I was looking. Linda, we get it. We understand. I don't know. Follow us on our Instagram, Facebook. You can follow Twitter. us on our Twitter. Nobody ever posts anything on there. Maybe Linda should. She should do it on their own time. Yeah, you're always on Twitter. Uh, I hide on Twitter. You hide on Twitter? Nobody can see that I'm active on Twitter, so that's why I don't go on anything else. You can't see my active status on Twitter unless I post. Linktree slash ECC the podcast for our links. Blah, blah, blah. Patreon. That's it. Uh, Pyratron. Rate, rate, review. Eastcoastcreepin.com. You can email us at eastcoastcreepin at gmail.com. You can message us. We'll post our Discord. Yeah. Rate, review. Subscribe. And have a wonderful week. We'll see you Tuesday. Don't get burnt. Bye. Peace out, girls. That was the thing. Thanks for listening to East Coast Creepin'. Cover art by Leslie Lozano. Music from Premium Beat. Editing by Larry Bark at Revitalist Recording Studio. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ECC The Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review. See ya.